You may listen. Come sit down real quick. You made three of the biggest plays of the game. You want me to tell you what they were? And you was you 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 get too you get too down on yourself for no reason. You made three of the biggest plays of the game. You got the offensive rebound, right? Down four, you got the offensive rebound, got the tip in, right? And then you had the outlet pass to Owen when he got the and one. And then you made the last swing scene to him for the game winner. You know what I'm saying? So like if you missing shots or making shots, don't worry about it, kid. Don't you did a you played a hell of a game. You ain't gotta worry about making shots or missing shots. Alright? Good job. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, man. Alright, go with your team. Bye. Good job. Fellow teammates, welcome to another episode of the Move Swiftly podcast. I am your host, Aswan Crookshank, the founder of Gym 44 Recruiting and author of Swiftly, Your Guide to Innovative Teamwork. Teammates, teammates, teammates. Once again, I appreciate you guys so very much for tuning in. Today, I have an absolutely fantastic, fantastic guest because a lot of us as former athletes, it's, it's really tough for us to find our place. And, you know, this has always been a podcast about finding your place in this world. And it happened to be a time in which I was training a kid in boxing. And I would see him all the time with his son doing some great things. And I realized he was an accountant. We started, you know, exchanging social media and things like that. So I'm, I'm really happy he got a chance to get on. I know he's a busy man. So with all that, Mr. Corey Patterson, welcome to the show, bro. Hey, what's going on, man? What's up? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, man. You know, and, and as I was getting prepared for this, I was looking through a lot of your socials and I noticed your one of your name on your account is the Side Hustle CPA. Can you kind of just elaborate a little bit on, on what exactly made you come up with that name? Because that one really, really struck me. Yeah, 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 I can. Basically, uh, what I realized is most of us are like in the working class and we're trying to we're trying to find a way to transition out. And in us transitioning out, we start these different we start these different endeavors, these different entrepreneurial endeavors. And while we're starting these endeavors, we're kind of tight roping the line of working our nine to five while we're trying to get this off the ground. And it feels like a side hustle, but we're trying to make our side hustle our main hustle. And so Absolutely. I was like, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I really, I really want to be the person that represents the people that are trying to get out, get out of that, get off the hamster wheel. You know, I want to be that guy to help you transition. So that's where the side hustle CPA was born. Like, you know what? I'm here for you guys, the guys that are trying to guys and women that are trying to transition out of that nine to five rut. 100%. And there's certainly a lot of those who tune into this. So I'm even more excited than I was before that you're on. Now, well, before we got to get into it, where, where you were a former player. Can you just kind of talk about where you played and kind of what got you, you know, what made it so after you played, you realized this was your truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I played a little college ball at, at a small school in North Miami, Johnson & Wells. And uh, I realized that when I, when I was playing, you know, that same drive, that same competition, that same preparation, when I was done, I was kind of like, what do I do now? You know, what's the what's the next move? I had the education in accounting, but I didn't see myself working in a uh, in a corporate structure. 
because I didn't I didn't like the I didn't like the limits. I didn't like the boundaries. Uh, I didn't like the feel as an athlete. It's like you can you can prepare for excellence. Like the the limit is how hard you push. I didn't like to feel that no matter how hard I push, I was limited by whatever the corporate structure was. But as an entrepreneur, as a person doing their own thing, I didn't have any ceiling. It was just as hard as I wanted to work at it. And so that mm-hmm. really pushed me to kind of do my own thing and uh, go into trying to build up a practice. That's that's what encouraged that. Okay, so it's Johnson. When did you graduate from Johnson & Wales? Uh, 2008. In 2008. So right after that, were you able to find it like right away or what kind of steps did you take? Because there's a lot of people listening in now who are in your position. You know, tons of them have been on the show where that, you know, as an athlete, as a former athlete, it's really hard to get bogged down into a structure type thing. You know, we're so used to competing and competing and competing to where you can't, you just can't shake that feeling. So, you know, exactly. But but it's a tough transition. So what what happened like right after you graduated? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. So it was a little bit of a, uh like uh i don't want to call it postpartum but something like that it was a little bit of a stage of like what does life look like they my entire life consisted of playing sports and competing now that's not now that's no longer there so what's the next move and i think initially what i did is i found myself throwing parties and events and throwing parties and events in uh nice. in south florida is extremely competitive you know uh it kind of oh yeah i i bet i bet <laughs> i grew up in yeah. silver spring maryland and I, i've been out here <laughs> so, I've been out here for maybe, man, like four years now. And just just what you said alone is like, dog, it's, that's a business in itself. It's like you can't even enjoy the party. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's really a business. And so uh, so that kind of scratched that competitive itch because I was trying to climb to the top of that mountain. And uh, the last event I did, I did very, very well. Uh, it was a very successful event. The event did numbers very comparable to what they would do at Live Nightclub and the Fountain Blue. Most people are aware of it. So the event did those type of numbers. And so when I kind of got to the top of that mountain, I was like, okay, it's time to transition into something else. Like I, I, I'm at the top of this food chain. I was never really trying to be uh, a part of an event guy or promoter. I was just looking for uh, a way to stay focused and maybe produce some revenue on the side. And uh, when I got out of it, I realized that, okay, I can use this same drive. And some of the things that I learned, I could transition that into accounting and into uh, my public practice. Wow, wow. And then, so after after the uh, the party planning, after you kind of went all the way there, what what went into getting into your own practice? Uh, I was looking for, I guess they say, when you look for an opportunity and, and, the, and the right fit doesn't exist, that's when you should try to start to create it. Because Amen, I was amen, for, amen. Yeah. Congratulations, man. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And I guess that's what I was looking for. Like I found some opportunities and everything was, you know, I was uh, able to get exposed to some firms that I really appreciated everything that they were doing in the history of the firm. But from a cultural standpoint and just the way you want a company to be ran, sometimes you want to have that level of control because like every every company is created with uh, whatever the owner's vision is in mind. So whatever type of person the owner is, it trickles down and that becomes the culture of the company. And so mm-hmm. um, I didn't really, I wanted to have something, I wanted to build something, I wanted to be working towards something that where I could establish the culture. Cause going back to that athlete, like we know that there's different teams, there's different opportunities and every team you play on is not the same. The culture of the team matters. And if you have a, a certain culture, a winning culture, that team is going to be more successful 
because I've been on winning teams and I've been on losing teams in my life. And the winning teams had a different culture completely than the losing teams. And so uh, the culture was important because I didn't want to get into something where I, that, where I couldn't win, where I couldn't compete to win. Even if we didn't win, I wanted to be in a position to where we could compete to win. And so that was important to me, uh, trying to find a way to, to establish that. And it felt like, um, I guess the part that people don't talk about is it felt like the, the pathway to that was going to be a straight line. It felt like, okay, if you just go this way, everything's going to work out. Where in reality, it's like this huge zigzag circle. Everything goes around and around. And you think that you're going away from where you want to go because it looks like you're going the opposite direction. When the reality of it is, is the way that you're going, you're picking up all the tools that you need. So when you arrive, when you arrive at your destination, you're prepared to stay there and compete. And so that's what I realized along the journey because it definitely took me uh, a direction I didn't think I was going to end up going. Absolutely. And, and I don't want to brush off something that you just said in terms of culture, because now I put on I have a book swiftly out and I'm I'm starting to put on workshops and the workshops that I have already had. You can see the culture changing in the work environment. And when and I just want you guys to really be clear on what I'm saying is when you have a losing and a winning culture, you see the mindset to where he's 100% right. Success is not a straight path. It's going to be zigzag. It's going to be all kinds of things that are going to go wrong. There's so many variables and so many things that go into it that you can't control, but you can control the culture and you can control the mindset. You can control just every day at work. And a lot of times he sees me at the park to where even if it's just one kid showing up out there, you can control that one thing and then at least put someone on the positive frame of mind. And that, and that is the key to it. You're not going to always get there. Trust me. <laughs> he said it. There's been tons of guests that have been on here and said the same thing. It's not going to just happen, but you can control that mindset you have and you can control the kinds of things that the kinds of people that you put in your entity and in your business and in your firm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like the culture is everything. The culture is everything. The aesthetics of something can look a certain type of way. It can look like that every that is gold and this is the perfect opportunity but if the culture is not there you're never gonna you're never gonna be in a position to be successful absolutely and then that really brings me into to the next topic it, i was on your website last night getting ready for this and i saw you have tons of community affiliations uh, you're a member of 500 i think it's 5,000 male role model mentor iron sharpens iron mentor i mean there were things i was reading on that i had absolutely no idea even existed <laughs> so if you could just go on just go in a little bit on because now it got me excited got me like looking to strive for something and maybe network with certain people and say all right you know this is how i can leverage the book and doing all sorts of things can you just go in a little bit about your community affiliations and some of the accomplishments that you've had just so people like myself can figure out ways in which we can connect and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I was growing up, you know, um, I didn't have most of the opportunities at my fingertips and I was able to kind of make it, I was, I was fortunate. I had a lot of people that were uh, exposed to me in my life that kind of showed me different things and ways to make it to another level. And so whenever I got to my platform, when I got to a point to where I was a CPA, I had my master's in accounting, bachelor's in accounting. Whenever I got to that point, I wanted to go back and I wanted to be able to uh, establish like a mentorship with smaller kids. Because what I found is when I was in their seats, when I was in elementary school and I was younger, I, I looked up to all of the athletes and all of the entertainers, not, not only because they were athletes and entertainers, but I looked up to them because it felt like they talk like me, they walk like me, and they had a lifestyle that I wanted. 
And we had other people that came and they presented to me, whether they were judges, lawyers, uh, police chiefs, um, but it didn't seem like they they walk like me and talk like me. And so right, it was important right. for me that when I reached a certain point um, that I went back because the athlete in me and the person I am, I'm still I'm still that I'm still that representative that those kids would be able to attach to and relate to. But the thing that they're not going to be able to relate to is an accountant. So they're yes, going to be able yes. to look at me and see me from a from a standpoint like, wow, uh, you know, this guy's this guy's kind of like me and he's an accountant. I can be an accountant because we all know that not everyone's going to have an opportunity to to make it to the next level as an athlete. But if you study, you can make it to the next level as an accountant. You can make it to a next le level as a, someone in the marketing. You can make it to the next level as someone in management. But everyone's not going to have those opportunities as an athlete. And I wanted to always show, you know, the youth that they have opportunities in business and it can look, it can look cool. It can still be cool. You can do it your way and you could be talking your way and you can still get these opportunities in the business world as well. So that was important. And so all of my community affiliations are kind of uh, organizations that allow me to uh, infuse that into the youth. Yeah. But that, that's the, the part that really, get that I'm stuck on Corey is you know as a young person I remember again being like you and one looking up to athletes and where I played and everything there's been tons of NFL players that have played at my high school and college and things like that but when we go and we watch TV and we see someone sign for hundreds of millions of dollars or Patrick Mahomes up 500 million dollars something ridiculous like that and we focus on like how do you make it so they don't focus on those big numbers you know what I'm saying? How, how do we get that transition? Like, it's almost like we got to fight what's naturally within or what, what's being broadcasted by ESPN all the time. What I try to do is I try to give them some of the, some, I, I, I don't, I don't try to deflect from what that is. I, I try mm -hmm. to go towards it by saying like, yes, this like, like Mahomes, for example, he right. can have a successful career and he could play, let's say he plays well beyond his years and he plays to the age of 35. Right. So at 35 years old, he's made he's accumulated all of this money, but he's 35. He still has a lot of life ahead of him. What's the next play? What's the wow. next step? Wow. And so what I try to yeah. what I try to break down to him is like, OK, when you're an athlete, you know, uh, the, the length of an NFL athlete. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's like four to five years. Like that's the average career. Or I might even if overstate that. that. If that. If that. You're right, 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 right. A few weeks. <laughs> right, right, right. And so. And then and, and the NBA is, is around, it's a little bit longer, but it's the same, it's the same general time frame. And so most the average athlete, let's say you make it to the league, you make it to the professional ranks at 21, 22. By the time you're 25, 26, if you're not in Mahomes, if you're not a stud, the top guy in the league, before you're 30, you're done. You're done competing. You're done. And you have to figure out what the next phase of your life is. Whereas when you go into the business world or you go into accounting or any of these other endeavors, it's the opposite. When you're an yes. athlete, you're your most valuable when you're young. So you make a lot of money up front. When you go into the business world, it's a it's a slow start. It's a slow grind. But as you start getting older, you get 35, 40, you start getting seasoned and they start paying you for everything that you know. So you can make the money. It's not going to happen in the uh, in the time frame. You're not going to be young when you make it, but it's definitely going to be there over the course of your career. And if you put yourself in the right positions, you can make the same the same amount of money uh, that those guys make through investments and leveraging opportunities. It's just going to take you a little bit longer, but uh, you're going to be in control of your own faith. You're not going to have to worry about, um, you know, anybody else. You're going to have your faith in the palm of your hands. And so I try to, I try to kind of sell them on a little bit of 
like you can still have that lifestyle. You can still have that same lifestyle that you want. Uh, you don't have to not have it. Like you can get Mahomes' number, you just might not get it at his age. Right, and and well, I, I gotta say this: thirty-five years old isn't old, people. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just explained it to you. All right, there's so many young kids out there right now who feel like, oh my god, twenty-eight. So you're my, you're in your twenties. Oh my god, you're old. Mm -hmm. Did you just not? I mean, this is that, to me. That's the problem. It's that yeah. feeling of, oh, my God, I get to my 30s. I got to cut a deal or I got to take this miserable nine to five. I got to get stuck in this place. And so many of them, they lose their way because they get the 35 and they've been stuck doing the same thing for, what, 15 years at this point. And right. they have no way out. You, you don't know anything else. All those opportunities, all those, like we talked about the side hustle, you looked at people like me and, oh, he's just a solicitor and this, that, and the third. And now, 35, you're looking for an extra stream of re revenue and you're not even qualified to withstand all of the things that come with it. Right, 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 right. That's right. That's right. Man, well, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, no, no. I was going to say exactly what you said. Sustainability, you know, uh, it's, it's tough to sustain it. But if you if you if you get it through going to school and you build it brick by brick, that's a foundation you'll always have. There we go. There we go. And that that really brings me to the next point is you on your website. You were talking about how you're a brand manager. That was like one of the things that you were talking about. I know there's a lot of people who listen in now who've been keeping up with me. I started this man. It's crazy to think about. It's been a full year since I've had this podcast. And there's a lot of people listening in who really want to understand what that is because everyone has a brand now. Like myself has a brand. Everyone is who has a social media has a brand these days, but they don't know how to manage it. You know, you'll see so many podcasts that don't even make it to 10 episodes. You'll see people put all kinds of nonsense online and they don't have any consistency to it. So can you just talk a little bit about your role as a brand manager and how you can possibly help them? Yeah, absolutely. So as a brand manager, I think that I was having a conversation with one of my clients uh, a couple of days ago. And what I was explaining to him is there's there's two realms, right? There's social media and then there's the real world. But for whatever reason, they're not exactly the same, you know? So mm -hmm. some people, some people, it makes a lot of sense based on their brand and based on their product that they have a big, big, uh, they have a big presence on social media. It's important that they have a big presence on social media. Others, their brand and their target market is not on social media. They're not active to social media. So I think sometimes yes. we have to really, we have to really be intentional about saying, okay, who is my target market? Because I think that what happens sometimes when we build a brand or when people are trying to establish their brand, it's almost like a, like a grenade, like a bomb going off. They're just, mm -hmm. they're just throwing out content and they're trying to reach everybody. They're trying to touch everybody. And uh, they're doing it in a way where they're not specific to a target market and they're just trying to hit everybody that's that can be paying attention. And from a, if, when you're really establishing your brand, you really need to get into the nuts and the bolts of what your brand, what your brand represents and why you're here. The first thing that I do when people tell me they're trying to build a brand, I, t I ask why. And, and the why is not because you're trying to do something cool. The why is not because you're trying to make money because that's not your brand. That's that's why you're in business, but that's not your brand. Your brand is why you're here. It's not your product. Don't talk to me about your product. Your product is not your brand. Your brand is why. And when you when you understand your why and you can you can build a brand that educates people on why you're here, they'll be here for your various uh 
different endeavors because no one's going to be limited to one product. No one's going to be limited to one business. And if you establish a brand, a why, why you're doing this, the people that believe in your why are going to follow you through that journey. That's why you have people that when you, when you look at companies like Apple, people that use Apple are completely Apple people, but it's not because of the product because you have comparable products, you have brands, you have other companies that are producing products that are equivalent to some of the products that Apple's producing. But what, what Apple has established is a culture of why. So the people that, that, that are Apple supporters, they believe in the why of Apple. They believe in Apple being innovative. They believe in Apple always challenging the status quo. They believe in those things. And so as a result, they trust everything that Apple puts out because of their why. So I really try to get people to understand their why. And I think I find that that's what most people don't understand. Not a lot of people have took the time to figure out their why. They have a great product. They understand how they're going to get the product to market. And all that stuff is great. But when we talk about a brand, you have to understand why. And the why is not to make money. And most people start something to make money, not realizing that they have a why behind it as well. Right. And just to add to that point, I, I personally mute a lot of accounts. Like, because I have this podcast, yes, I need to follow people. I need to keep up. But there's certain things that get posted. And just just so we're clear, so it kind of piggybacks off what he said is when you don't know your why and just posting the post, it just tarnishes like people like me who are really looking to work with serious, legitimate folks. When you post stuff that turn us off, you get muted and you would never know. You get muted and you never know how many people you could turn off just by a social media post when you didn't even need to make that post because it maybe your brand doesn't even have anything to do with social media. Maybe you just need a small local community. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes we get, sometimes we get, like I said, if you don't know your why you can get turned off by the wrong things or turned on by the wrong things. You're, you're chasing fool's goal. You need to understand yeah. your why, because that's going to give you all the direction where you're not just doing something to do it, where you're doing something and you're being intentional about everything that you do. And that's the difference. That's what separates a lot of people. Right. now, I love the fact that you really reemphasize the fact that it's not just about money. It's well, actually it's not about money at all. <laughs> I went to no, a conference. Not. It was uh, JT Fox and he did a seminar. He goes, you keep talking about money, you'll never make any because Fact. it has to be so much more than that. Everybody yeah. wants to make money. If you go into talk to serious folks that like, you want to make money, it's like, well, nope, Sherlock. Right. <laughs> you have to have <laughs> such a deeper picture on what it is you want to do, man. And, and that really brings me to, to the final point with you. I want to be very respectful of your time, but first of all, thank you for coming on and, and dropping some, some incredible knowledge, dropping some gems, but can you please tell us what's next? What can we expect from Corey Patterson moving forward? Yeah. And, and I, I want to say thank you for the opportunity. You know, I was humble when you, when, when we discussed the, uh, the opportunity of me coming on the podcast, I was so excited about that. So I want to say thank you for that as well. My pleasure. Uh, for sure. Uh, the next what's coming, I guess what to be expected. Uh, I really have some things that I want to do. I have this project that I'm that I'm focusing on. I'm trying to put together a team where I really want to change uh, some things in the community. I really want to do some things to kind of create a financial literacy program uh, for children and really help them understand business. Um, from start to finish and starting at an age where I think a lot of people don't think children are ready to be exposed to business, but I'm looking to start at an age group of maybe ranging from three years old to 12 years old and just teaching them slowly the, the entire cycle of a business from marketing, from branding, from uh, product, from sales, from uh, the tax standpoint. 
And so I'm really working on a project to put something like that together that hopefully is going to change the way kids are educated. I hear a lot of people talk about in the education system, they feel like children should be educated on financial literacy. And, uh, you know, I can't do anything to change the education system, but I can do some things to supplement what the education system is not providing. So I think my next endeavor is to see if I can create a program that really uh, executes being able to um, educate children on financial literacy. Well, I have a niece and nephew that will be all over that. Just let me know when we got, <laughs> where we got signed. <laughs> and she, uh, she actually has her own business. She's 11. She has her own business named The Candle Boss. So it's like, yo, oh, she's, cool. making, yeah, cool. she's making sales. I got to make sure she's making me step my stuff up too. I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. He's not even making money on the player. Yeah, that's oh, cool. Man. That's cool. Definitely. I can't wait till you get that going. Just let me know, man. Uh, so the, the final thing I do with all my guests is this thing, thing called word association. I'm going to say okay. four words. You just give me a quick one word answer of what you think of when you hear these four words. Okay. All right, word number one, fatherhood. Love. Word number two, truth. Perspective. Word number three, success. Dreams. And the final word, Corey, is money. Oh. Uh, now, the, what I want to think of is not one word, and basically, it's not everything. I don't you even have one man. word. There you go. That's a thought. Everything. That's a thought. That's a yeah, first, word, first thought. Not everything. Yeah. And, and yeah, because it 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 makes people think so much because it, it's the cause of a lot of strained relationships. It really is, to be honest with you. Right. So, right. uh, well. Again, appreciate you coming on. Before I officially close, I'll just give you the mic for a second. Any parting words, anything you want to kind of say, the microphone is yours. Appreciate it. Well, first, I want to say a uh, big shout out to everybody listening in. And I'm happy I had the opportunity to have this conversation and engage. Uh, it, re it, really, it really has me charged up. I'm looking forward to uh, working, working together in the future on some of this financial literacy. And... Uh, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to your audience. Not a problem. Not a problem. Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We'll talk more soon. All right. Trying to stay alive and take care of my people And they don't have no award for that Trophies, trophies 
And they don't have no award for that Shit don't come with trophies, ain't no envelopes to open I just do it cause I'm supposed Bitch, to I go to dreams with a suitcase I got my whole country on a new way She like, I heard all your niggas stay where you stay How so big I haven't seen them boys in two days Bitch, I use a walkie-talkie just to get a beverage I saw my parents split up right after the wedding That told my ass to stay committed, fuck the credit Bitch, check the numbers, I'm the one who really get it I told y'all motherfuckers, man, this shit is not a love song This a doing me and only God can judge song I do not know what the fuck you thought it was song Pop some fucking champagne in a tub song Nigga, just because song What's the move? Can I tell the truth? If I was doing this for you, then I have nothing left to prove Nah, this for me though I'm just trying to stay alive and take care of my people And they don't have no award for that Trophies Trophies And they don't have no award for that Shit don't come with trophies, ain't no envelopes to open I just do it cause I'm supposed to, nigga